one. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we want to thank you all for tuning into our podcast, The Sports Plebes. I'm Nate Dar, joined as always by my co-host, Joe Timler. Lots to go over today. As always, college football, Notre Dame gives us a heart attack. Down goes Bama. The Buckeyes are coming on strong. And Iowa, Penn State, just fantastic day of college football, basically. Uh, the NFL rolls along. Uh, rest in peace to my Indianapolis Colts. The Bears get a big win against the Raiders. Uh, we touch on everything else. Baseball playoffs have started. Joe's ecstatic about his Astros. Uh, we wrap things up, as always, with our social media story. Joe's bets of the week. Mr. Timler, how are you this evening? Nate, I'm doing great. It truly is fall. Highs in the 60s, lows in the 40s. I know I talk about weather too much, but weather's a big deal here in Kansas in the fertilizer industry. So we're excited about this. Uh, yeah, I went to a pumpkin patch on Friday. It was the most serious pumpkin patch I've ever been to. Uh, there was probably there's a couple thousand people there. There was playground equipment, tons of school groups. It was actually really nice. It was really fun. Got some really cool pumpkins. Everyone got their own. Went on a hayride. Uh, went through a corn maze. So really living the Midwest life till its fullest. Yeah, football was awesome this last weekend. Soccer season's coming to a close, so I have a little bit more time. Going to try to do a, a full brisket this weekend, I think. So that'll be that'll take up most of my Saturday, just paying attention to that 10-pound hunk of meat. Uh, but yeah, man, how, how was your week and weekend? Oh, it was good. We went to, uh, we too went to a pumpkin patch, uh, Thistleberry Farm, right around the corner from us. It, it is definitely not a couple thousand people, but it does keep getting okay. bigger and bigger every year. Um, yeah, it's just like a little farm. They just like put up the playground equipment and everything. Like you said, petting zoo, they had basketball hoops this time. Yeah. We'll, we'll go back again. It gets okay. more expensive every year too, but whatever, you know, it's a great, it's a great Midwest experience as you, uh, as you said. And, uh, other than that, yeah, man, just watch as much football as I can without getting yelled at by the wife. And, uh, yeah, just, it's the, it's the most wonderful time of the year in the sense that like it's football's just rolling along right now. We got the baseball playoffs. Uh, hockey just started, and I'm actually excited because um, I'm watching a game right now. Actually, I have uh, I have the Blackhawks coming on too here in a sec, but it's on ESPN. It's on TNT. They went all in on like trying to get it on mainstream channels and really okay. pushing hockey at people and everything, which they should have done a, a while ago. Because I'll watch, you know, I'll watch, I'll bet on it and stuff. You know, I'm a yeah. Because it used so. to be just what like NBC, NBC Sports Network that was pretty limited, but they've expanded it. That's good to hear. Yeah, it's it's great. It's great for the sport, I think. Um, and yeah, man. Uh, other than that, just uh, hanging out with the fam a lot. Alicia's going to be gone for the weekend down in Miami for a little bachelorette party, so I get the girls alone. Okay. For a couple days. So uh, first time I'll be alone for multiple days like that. I've definitely had nights, but you're you're gonna, you're gonna be over at Mom and Papa Dar's house for a little bit though, right? You'll you'll no, be no, bro. No, no? I want to be. I know. I got it. I'm going to hunker down okay. and we're going to have a bunch of food here and everything's going to be chill. <laughs> Uncle Tony's probably going to come over Friday night. Um, okay. But I will Friday night. I will probably dish Aria off to uh, Lita and Papa for sure. It seems like so. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'll just have Mac that night and then Saturday night will be the interesting one. And yeah, like I said, I think, I think I'll hunker down. I think that's, that's usually my call. I think I just kind of at my house. I know, I know the lay of the land better, you know, it's home yeah. field advantage for me versus them, you know, still. So 
Um, that'll change as the teenagers go on. I think I'll just not want to be around them and that then like it will be home field advantage for them. But uh, for now, for now, yeah, yeah, I think right. I still have the upper hand there. At home. They'll, they'll be like Cincinnati fans invading your home and, and turning everything red and just destroying your home field advantage. Pretty much. Um, do you want to do you want to lead off with that, though? Just touch on the Notre no, Dame. No, I don't want to talk about this. Oh, you want to talk about, okay, this week's game. Yes, let's talk about this week's game. That was that was absolute madness. It was, uh, did you see Brian Kelly in the press conference? He was so smug. He felt like he pulled all the right strings and pushed all the right buttons. And it was really like Jack Cohn comes out, inept, three drives, puts us in a 10-point hole, which is, I guess is better than last week, right? He put us in a 17-point hole the week before. Um, Drew Pine, we don't know where he is. Apparently, he, he doesn't practice well, but my most important metric is if you play well in the actual games. I realize that's all we see, but he looks really good in all the games I've seen so far, but he he's not there. Buckner comes in, leads two great drives. Two out of three of his first drives are touchdowns, so they're up 14-13. Uh, and then the second half comes, and Buckner looks like a freshman. You know what he reminds me of, Nate? He reminds me of Brandon Wimbush right now. Not saying he can't get better, but he is a great runner. He can throw some nice deep balls, but all of his short passes, his short to intermediate passes, are kind of inaccurate and don't really have any touch on them. And so, yeah, he, he's like a young Wimbush right now, which is fine uh, because because Cone's kind of like a destitute man's Jimmy Clausen. Uh, but the offensive line, I, I know I'm going, I'm hitting everything right now, but the offensive line was so much better this week. We could run the ball during Cone's resurgence after they threw that pick six. Buckner did. He led two great drives at the end of the game. No pressure on him, but he was dealing. I mean, credit to him. He came back in the game after getting benched and he was dealing left and right, going all over the place. So when you, yeah, Blacksburg, I wish we had a home crowd like that. That place was rocking, even though they're they they're not that good of a team, but their crowd brings it every night. Every night game they have there is just crazy. And we got it done. 32-29, Jonathan Doerr misses extra points, makes 50-yard game winners. That's, that's our guy. There's... I mean, yeah, there's a lot, but I think there there, here, there's kind of two ways to think about this game. One way is that, you know, we got it all figured out. And like you said, Kelly's like pressing all the right buttons. And, um, you know, we exercised a lot of demons, basically. Cone came back in, led us on the game winning drive door hits the game winning field goal. Like, you know, everything's gravy here. We've got it figured out. And, you know, we've established ourselves, you know, we've talked about this. We've established ourselves as pretty much a consistent top 15, top 10 program over the last four or five seasons, I think. So there's a lot of equity built up. And I think that's a lot of the, that's a large part of it. I, I think like the coaching staff's done a great job with a very young team, but I think the other way to look at it is kind of the realistic way. And that's that I don't know who their starting quarterback is next week. I have no idea, and you it could be any of the three. It, and it's I, Cone. It's Cone, 100%. It's Cone. That's fine. I'll talk myself into it. <laughs> but Kelly's not sure about it either, I guess is what I'm saying. He's Yeah, I watched the press conference, that part of it, and I'm just like, he's lying. He has he is, he is built up the equity with the media, with the Notre Dame media, that he knows, like, I can just lie to you, and you'll just, you're eating out of the palm of my hand at this point. So... <laughs> It's been too long. He needs another controversy. 
And then like, you know, like maybe some kids cheating on tests or I don't know, sleeping with a student assistant, who knows. And then like, that'll, that'll kind of rattle his cage a little bit. But until then, no, he's, he's perfectly fine lying to everybody and acting like he's got it all figured out. He has no idea who the starting quarterback is either. That's my thing. He, he, he does, he's, he's flying by the seat of his pants. He's, he wants to ride with Cone because that is his, um, that's his instinct. His instinct is to go with the senior. His instinct is to go with the guy with more experience. He doesn't want to go to Buckner or Pine, so he's always going to go back to Cone. And Cone they bailed him out and gave him the moment, you know. If they'd lost that game, we'd be having a completely different conversation. They very easily could have lost that game, much like they could have lost multiple other games this year, um, other than the Cincinnati game. Uh, this is they're going to eke out ten or eleven wins, and I think a lot of it's because of the football equity and you know leadership and coaching that's been built up over these past couple of years. I think if this was, you know, uh, if this was Brian Kelly's fifth fourth or fifth year for example i don't think they would be like gutting out these games <laughs> um in my opinion at least but we'll see you know like in theory like the schedule is just there's no re- nobody that really scared you especially now that they got that win um they could this they, they could feasibly finish 11 and 1 at the same time the ceiling is still for them to to run the table here and be crying about being a playoff team and I love Notre Dame, but I don't think it's a playoff team. So, no. do you know there's no one on the schedule right now with less than three losses, which is pretty crazy. Basically, everyone's 500 or worse, like three and three or worse. So, yeah, very winnable. And uh, the thing I like is that we actually we played our our the best three defenses on the schedule are already off the table, right? Wisconsin, Cincinnati, Virginia Tech. By any metric you look at, those are the three best defenses on the schedule. We don't have to play those. So. The offensive line actually showed showed me something here. It's going to get better. I think if Jack Cohn is not getting pressured, he can be a decent quarterback. Yes, and they can win 10-11 games with Jack Cohn with the offensive line performance that we saw on Saturday. I I have faith in that. The defense didn't look great. Uh, Burmeister, the quarterback for Virginia Tech, he was very gutsy. He was getting the crap kicked out of him all night. But he came back. He had that late touchdown run where I thought, I was going to die because uh, it was third and 15. He ran for 19 yards and, and scored a touchdown. Um, so, yeah, kind of a lot of yards led up to not a very good Virginia Tech offense. That late field goal drive at the end of the first half when we were up by four and they just went down 40 yards in like 30 seconds. That was frustrating. Um, so I, I feel like it was kind of a bad defensive game that was really overshadowed by some clutch moments from, from Buckner and then especially Cohn at the end. I'm just so happy it's a bye week because Chris Tyree is hurt. Um, you know, Heinrich is coming after concussion. Looks like Buckner tweaked his ankle a little bit. Uh, so there's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of things that can get rested up and improved. USC, I think is ready to give up. Uh, hopefully it's nice and chilly in South Bend uh, on that late October day when they come to town and they just want to get back to Southern California. And then the same thing with North Carolina the next week. And then we're going to Navy. Um, so th- a great home stretch, three home games in a row. Let's let's start a new streak. Start it at one, stretch it to three by the time Navy's done, and then just go from there. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to two out of the next three games. And I, I mean, there's only... 
there's always, I mean, I'm definitely sniffing around for a USC ticket because USC stinks and it's not going to be as tough to get a USC ticket as when it would be a rivalry per se. Um, Hopefully knock on wood there, but yeah, I mean, I hope it's raining sideways and 46 degrees. Let's say that would be fantastic. <laughs> I would, I want you, do you remember you played Florida state, oh. Florida state? It was like five or six years ago, I feel like. And it was one of those days, I feel like in October. And I just remember the Florida state guys just literally all being pissed off down 30 to nothing or, or whatever. And they were on the sideline under their warmers. And I don't even think we had warmers on our sidelines. We were just like, yes, it's South Bend, it's freaking miserable. It's October or November. What did you expect? Was Welcome. that was that where they uh they benched book or for like to rest him and they started Wimbush and they wore green jerseys and they, they was that that game? Pretty sure that was the game. That was yeah. a good game. That was a good game. Yeah. Yeah. And the Florida by halftime, the Florida State players just didn't they didn't even want to come in the locker room. They were like, it's freezing out there and it's raining and we just want to go back to Florida where it's <laughs> uh, great feeling. Yeah. Uh, I forget. I forget what year that was. I'm blank. I, I think it was, I think it was 18, right? Wasn't it the, the champ or the playoff year? I feels think. like it was 18. Yeah. It was definitely one of the years we went to playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, I got Fubo. It went out in like the fourth quarter. So oh, no. Peter, thank God was here and we pulled it up on our phones and we were listening to it on the radio. So that was wild obviously i'm sorry i am sorry we talked about you getting on my youtube tv i was what was i doing i was like oh it was my niece's birthday and then i was on like a massive delay on the game so i didn't want to check my phone but i completely dropped the ball and left you hanging but it sounds like you with spit and glue you patched together and saw the game but my deepest apologies no no it's okay peter peter was over we made it work but uh no, I just, God, I can't, what a, I hope, like, get off my lawn, Notre Dame, like, quit this shit, like, put your games on NBC, ESPN, <laughs> like, this is ridiculous. This, this wasn't their fault, this was, this was ESPN, I don't know why they didn't put them on regular ESPN, it, like, there wasn't a lot of competition, right, what was the other game, like, Michigan, Nebraska was on a, ABC, uh, I don't know what the other game, like, yeah, they, they could have been on at least ESPN, too, it was silly, very silly. <laughs> It was silly. Yeah, it felt it felt deliberate. It felt like that this was a deal with, that they had with the ACC that we'll play so many games and you can have one game on your stupid ACC network. And, and they blew it. They blew it. There was multiple. You can Google it, actually. There was multiple like streaming issues with the game. There was a bunch of people on Twitter crying about it. OK, it was, so, the feed was pretty good on my TV. Uh, like the halftime show looked like a high school halftime show. But I actually I, I do like Hasselbeck uh, as an announcer. Tim Hasselbeck's pretty good, so that was kind of the bright spot for me. I think he had some good points, and it was like, yeah, gotta take Jack Cohn out. <laughs> I agree. I like Hasselbeck a lot too. Yeah, no, he's a really good announcer. Um, yeah. Uh, so where, wow, where do you want to go? There's a lot. There the, the it started out strong. OU Texas. Texas was up that whole game. I think they were up like. 17 points in the late in the third quarter uh and then OU pulled uh the number one pick quotes uh in the in and they went to uh your guy Caleb, Caleb Williams right yeah Caleb Williams comes in and uh just yeah. destroys destroys the first one of the, what the first bet of the week right like we did, that, are we that was a terrible beat okay they were 
was terrible. They were winning yeah. the whole time, and then Oklahoma was driving to get the game-winning field goal, which is fine when I had Texas plus three and a half. But somehow Texas total breakdown. The guy runs like forty yards into the end zone with ten seconds left. And they win by seven. That was uh, that was not not right. Right pick, wrong result. It was so brutal. I was yeah. Agreed. Obviously. Yeah. We, uh, we went over three on bets of the week. We can just stress the elephant in the room. It's okay. It is. We will uh, yeah. I guess big Ben came back to life and Ed Orgeron is about to get fired at LSU. I guess that's, that's the story of my bets of the week. Yeah. Well, you know, I think, I don't, I think it's only happened. We're at like 40 podcasts. I'm pretty sure it's only happened like one other time. Yeah, I feel like you go two out of three way more more than you go one out of three too. So I know I should, um, I should yeah. probably pick like five games so I can go three and two, but that, that would be oh, a longer it's... segment. I don't know. Think about that. No, you could we could we could chop through it. It'd be okay with five games. Yeah, it's, it's a one one a week podcast. At least in the heat of it, you know, when we're down to just baseball or something like that. <laughs> That's true. Obviously, NBA um, draft pick odds. No, I mean I'd be okay with that. Obviously. But um, no, uh, so yeah, that was that was really brutal, man. That was a tough beat for sure. Um, Iowa, Penn State, man, Clifford went down, and yeah. Iowa just. Didn't um, one thing I would say about Iowa, as much as it sucks, it's like yeah, though if the season ended, this is how it works. Like they are undefeated; they beat everybody in front of them. If the season ended today, they would be a playoff team. As much as everybody wants to be like the committee wouldn't make them, it's like yeah, they would. They would have to. You would have to make Iowa a playoff team. Like, who are you putting in over Iowa? Yeah, they have a good resume, too. They have Penn State. They beat Iowa State. They beat NIU. They thumped Maryland, who was undefeated at the time. Like, they deserve to be in, even though they would be a two-touchdown underdog, at least, to Alabama on a neutral field, I think. so. Yeah, they probably would beat a Georgia, too, honestly. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. So, that's – but that's – I guess I've heard that from, like, a bunch of, like – articles and just stuff it's basically like you know the committee we're not let's all calm down we're not going to put iowa into the, into the playoffs necessarily and i'm like well i mean you have they to run, yeah they run the table you have to obviously and they have to be there at that point they're going to probably be a two seed at worst you know so um the big Ten's really good this year i mean they, they randomly have a bunch of undefeated teams uh ohio state's definitely coming on stupid michigan hasn't played anybody and they're still undefeated it's ridiculous right. like, i thought notre dame I thought Notre Dame had a pathetic schedule this year, and then I looked at Michigan's schedule. I was like, "Good lord, guys! Good lord, cool! You're five and zero." Yeah, I mean, to their credit, they did have Washington, who was supposed to be good, but who was actually absolutely terrible. So can't learn anything from that. They played Rutgers really close. They damn near lost to Nebraska, who's who's plucky, but I think they're under five hundred now. So we'll see. Though there's plenty of time, Nate. They still got Michigan State. They still got Penn State. They still got Ohio State, who they haven't beaten in our lifetime, it feels like. Um, but, yeah, there's there's going to be a bloodbath in the Big Ten East. Iowa's sitting really pretty right now, though. Um, if they can just kind of take care of those trap games against, you know, like a Purdue or Wisconsin, uh, they'll definitely be in the Big Ten Championship. And they can honestly take a loss, and if they can somehow find a way to win the Big Ten Championship, they'll still be in the playoffs. They're in a great position right now. That's a great point. I hadn't even considered that, that they could totally take a loss and beat Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship and be fine. Um, did you see Scott Frost after that game? No. I have no dog in this fight other than I hate Michigan. 
okay. I guess. It's a small uh, dog. Yeah. Small dog. Yeah. Um, but Scott, I felt horrible for Scott Frost. Oh. I looked at that man and he was broken on the sideline. And I was like, that's what a, a, that's what somebody that has feels like they have been at the top and they were that close. And like, he came to Nebraska and I feel like he knew he didn't think he knew that he was going to turn that program around and he was going to have them be a Notre Dame light at worst where they're like consistently a top 25 program, you know? Yeah. And it's just not happening. And I don't, I think it, I think it like there's, I don't think it's him necessarily. Like it just doesn't make sense that he would be at UCF and go undefeated there. Like, and not like be able to go to Nebraska if it's not a good administration, good program, everything's set in place, and he's just not a good coach now at Nebraska. That just doesn't make any sense to me, right? Like uh, yeah. he, he went to Central City, where it's Central Florida. They were undefeated. They went thirteen. They claimed national championship, and yes. as much as I roll my eyes at it, I'm like, they did go undefeated, like fourteen and zero or something stupid like yeah. that. Like I'm like, yeah. they did, they did that. So <laughs> like I. As much like I can argue with you like ninety percent of the way, but like that last ten percent, like when you're like, we went fourteen and zero. It's a fair point. It's a very fair point. And they've they have played three top ten teams, and they've lost them by combined thirteen points, including one overtime game against Michigan State. So they lost Oklahoma by seven, really close game. Michigan State by three. Michigan by three. Just a really tough year, yeah. But they still actually they still have Ohio State and Iowa on the schedule, so. Maybe they can pull one of those off. And they're both at home. So I, I really think they can. Nebraska is a plucky team. And I hope they can regroup and, and pull off one of those big upsets later in the year. Yeah, I'm, I'm just rooting for Scott Frost at this point. I just, you know, I it's that's got to feel so bad, too, to be like the guy, the quarterback of the last national yeah. championship. And then, like, it turns out you're actually a fantastic coach, too. And then they bring you in and you're the, just the savior. And now this, what, five years later, however long he's been there, it's, hmm. I cannot imagine. I, I just cannot imagine. It, it would, yeah, it would be like if Brady Quinn got into coaching and was like super good, yeah, at like Eastern Michigan and then came to Notre Dame and was 500. Oh, man. This is brutal. Yeah. Not even. I don't even know if they are 500. Um, yeah. Bama went down, by the way. Wow. Uh, that was, that, that's the ultimate, like, they like I like the SEC. I get it. Like they, they're it's obnoxious. Like you know, they they do like they kind of do care more. Like th- those stadiums, yeah. Like just sold out. I'm like, good lord, Notre Dame would actually like like we could use that, right? Like, wouldn't that be nice? Like you talk about in Blacksburg. Like yeah, they do a great job. Like I would take that for sure. That's just another level, man. Yeah. That's like almost another level from an NFL stadium. Honestly, um, probably. 80% of the NFL stadiums, I would say it's another level then. Uh, yeah, and they have some of these schools, you know, have 30,000, 40,000 undergrads. Like that helps, right? When half your stadium is packed with just liquored up 18 to 22 year olds screaming their lungs out. Like that helps a lot. But yeah, like you said, like Mississippi State, AM, who aren't even at the top of the league, right? They're kind of in the middle of the league, have just ridiculous home crowds, not to mention, you know, the swamp or LSU in Baton Rouge was kind of considered probably the premier venue in terms of crowd noise and atmosphere. It's, it's just nuts. Absolutely nuts. Yeah. So, um, I, yeah, but the, game, even, the game, how did they score 41 points? How did a backup quarterback who scored seven or 10 points against Colorado score 41 points against the Crimson Tide? What happened? 
I don't know. It was just it's just one of those days. I think it did. That's that's really what what you chalk it up to. It's just it was just they there was I read an article and this guy broke it down like statistically and just like matter of games that were decided in the final like minute minute and a half or whatever. Yeah. And his whole article and argument, like the title of the article, was like this was like undoubtedly one of the top 10 most exciting days in college football history, like period the end. And like, here is why. And like, here's all the games (laughs) like, like, and how, like why, like, and it it was, it was just incredible. And you get that the culmination in that at the very end of the night, basically Um, what an awesome football game. I don't know, Joe, I did. I, I, I love, we lost, you gave me a 14 parlay, three of the legs hit. The only leg that didn't hit was like Bama minus 10 and a half. It was a lock. I was like, Bama, we all thought Bama. Smoke <laughs> a and I, being the genius that I am, right. looked at Notre Dame getting a point against Virginia Tech and said, no, it's not good enough. Uh, it almost wasn't. Par- I mean, <laughs> I'm going to parlay them with Alabama because certainly, Alabama money line at minus 900 is just a free little plus money on that. That's one. And uh, if you would have told me, obviously the beginning of that bet, like you'll lose this bet. I would have been like, damn, Notre Dame's lost to Blackbird. That stinks. Nope. Nope. I'm okay with losing it, I guess. Cause you know, I, I can't stand Alabama. I just don't know how much this loss really matters. I guess in the grand scheme of things. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there really, there's no more margin, right? Like it was going to be Alabama, Georgia and the SEC championship and both teams still get in right now though, if Bama makes it and then loses to Georgia, they're out. So that's, I guess the biggest thing you could take from that. But Bama could still lose another game and then Bama could probably beat Georgia in the SEC championship. That Yeah. That's that's what I mean by meaningless. It's not going to matter unless they're playing Georgia. Like they, unless they lose, they need to lose two more games to actually be out. You know, yeah. And they they jump like an undefeated Cincinnati at that point. It's just oh, terrible. yeah, they would. Of course they would. Anybody that says that they wouldn't hasn't been paying attention to the politics of college football for the past playoffs. So <laughs> like ever since the playoffs existed, literally. Um, yeah, I. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what else to say other than that. That like as much as it was awesome, and it's it's great. Think about this too. Who's the Heisman favorite? Gun to your head. Who's winning the Heisman right now? Oh, see, I guess that's the point. We don't know. It's Bryce Young. You it's, think it's still, it's still Bryce it's, Young? It's still Bryce Young, right? Like if you had to pick, I actually, I, I'm gonna pivot. I'd go uh, C.J. Stroud for Ohio State. Ooh. All right. He just put All up right. 66 points on Rutgers. Uh, they re- they're looking like they're coming into form. Their their receivers are so good. They still have a Lave over there. Um, yeah, I think they, if, especially if they went out, I think he's got it. That's good. That's fair. I maybe I'll put money on a little money. Uh, my point is that Bryce Young is still the heavy favorite in Vegas, I believe. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's my little uh, inside info from trying to figure out where to place this $10 free bet, actually. Um, shall we pivot to the NFL, or do you have anything else to touch on college football? No, that's, that's fine. Yeah, it looks like a sleepy week. I think only two ranked matchups coming up, but maybe that's when the biggest chaos strikes, hopefully. When we're yeah, you know. Really, really, you never know. Yeah, that'd be great. Chaos in the bye week is always good for, uh, good for us, it seems like. Um, 
I don't even care. I don't want to talk about the Colts. Okay. Uh, too much. I mean, like I, I, I told you, I, there was a sign, Nate. I knew when I saw I, in the middle of Kansas, I see a Pennsylvania license plate, Wentz eleven, on the way home from work, and I'm like, it's a sign, the Colts are gonna win tonight, or at least cover. And you know what? They did cover. So maybe take solace in that. But that was really tough, right? Twenty five nine, with what four minutes left. Uh, could have sealed it with a Blankenship field goal. He looked hurt, though. Like, when your kicker has a hit problem, that's that's an issue. Um, obviously, you're not going to be able to kick through that with a hip injury. So, I don't know. You, you bottled up Lamar for three, three and a half quarters. It's tough road game, tough place to play. Like, and you're only, what, are you a, two games back from the Titans now? It's It's not out of reach. Don't give up. I know. That's what I'm telling myself. I don't want to give up. Um, I We lost power that night, so I went out to the car to listen to the radio after the girls were down because, you know, that's normal to do. That's a normal thing mm. for somebody to do, obviously. Um, so I'm listening to it on the radio, and then I come back in, and obviously Alicia's like, throw some bed. Like, you don't have to stay here. This is you go, go find it. Go to West Winds or Pesos or something. Wherever. And I saw like, I went, I went off into the night and um, <laughs> West Winds was open. I figured they would be. And there was the bar filled up, filled up with Colts fans, all seeking, seeking light in the dark, if you will. Okay. Um, and we thought we'd found it for three quarters. <laughs> really oh, no. we're, all, we're all talking like, we're like, we're going to be, we're going to be two and three. The Texans are coming to town. We're going to be three and three. And then the 49, like Trey Lance might be banged up. Like we could have a winning record here. Like this, this is, this is feasible. This could be a playoff team. And then like, it just all came apart. Lamar was filthy. I will give him that. Um, he really picked us apart. Now, when I say us at one point, they put up the graphic and I love the Indianapolis Colts, probably second only to Notre Dame football, I would say. And it vacillates depending on how mad I am at Brian Kelly. Okay. Um, but the three names that they put up for the currently healthy defensive backs for Indianapolis. I didn't recognize them, Joe. I didn't recognize one of the names, like not even a little bit. Um, <laughs> they are apparently literally practice squad players that like super diehard roster guys. Oh, avalanche has scored. Um, Sorry. It's okay. I put a little on the Blackhawks, um, which was probably silly. Um, but that I just, it was a tough loss, I guess, is my oh, thing. Yeah. It, it, was, it was a really, really, really brutal loss. And so then I'm waiting, my phone's charging. I'm like back at home. Of course, it's like talk radio. And I'm just listening to all these Colts fans call in and pour their hearts out on the season. And uh, I would say this, two things. I didn't think Frank Wright could get fired. Like I didn't, I didn't think he could, but like this, there's potential for it now. Um, and I think, yeah, I do think that there will be excuses, but I say that, in that they, they won't lose to Houston next week. But if they do lose to Houston, like, I think he's definitely, like, officially on the hot seat at that point. Like, he might get fired midseason sort of thing. I don't um, think they'll lose. But Davis Mills did look better, and they, they almost beat the Patriots this week. So the Texans are showing a little life, but, no, nah, they're, they're not going to win in Indy. Don't worry about Colts it. Are really, Colts are really banged up, man. Okay. Um, here's this one other question I will ask you, Joseph. Uh Carson Wentz has to play 75% of the snaps in the season. He has to play that 
in order for the Colts to give up their first round pick. If he plays less than 75% or the Colts and the Colts don't make the playoffs, the Colts make the playoffs, then they, they, they give it. But either or of those things, at what point after 10 games, how many wins do the Colts have to have for you to say, okay, bench Carson wins. This is not worth our first round pick. Has he, how much has he missed so far? Like just like a half a game. He is at 97% of oh, the snap. Oh, he's played today. that much? Yeah, I, I don't know if it's a record. Well, I guess he could do a record, but it would be like, how close are they to the Titans? Like, after 10 games, they're still within two games of the Titans, and he's playing well. I think you still have to play him. Um, so, yeah, 10 games, they'd have to probably be like four and six, which would just, yeah, that would be what, 500? Or they'd have to go three and two over the next games, which is doable uh, with that schedule. It's doable. With, it's doable with the schedule, obviously. Yeah, I think but. four and six is the minimum. If they're yeah, if they're like three and seven, two and eight, I think yeah, they look they look at benching him for the last at least four or five games of the season. Yeah, and I have no problem with that. I guess is the thing. It's like, well, what would you do? Would you just healthy scratch him? And I'm like, well, the Texans are literally healthy scratching Deshaun Watson every game, so I don't see like why we can't healthy scratch Carson Wentz. And if the NFL tries to get up our butthole about it, that's what I would literally scream at. <laughs> yeah, so. just send some of those massage experts over to to Indy. Get him, get him there we go. Yeah. <laughs> what is going to happen with Sean? I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm hoping the Dolphins just just pay up the nose from the three first rounders, and then he gets convicted and they can't play him. That'd be great. <laughs> like, there's potential for that. That's the thing. As as much as. I'm like, oh, it's the NFL. Like, it's like, or you could get convicted. Like, he could literally be Michael Vick. He could literally be a Michael Vick situation where he's in prison for a couple of years. Right. Um, yeah. So, but there, there were a lot of other games. Um, Rams Seahawks. That was interesting on Thursday night. It was, it's sad to see Russ get hurt, though. I thought it was kind of just like a Jack Cone. Like, remember that game? Uh, was it against Florida State where guys' finger popped out and they just pulled it back into place? I thought that's what was going on. Russ is out for what six to eight weeks, we think. So that's going to change things a lot. An already brutal division. <sighs> yeah, did, I, I didn't see that one going that way. I thought maybe the Seahawks would would be kind of stellar at home, but the Geno experience is going to be a bit of a roller coaster for that team. Yeah, uh, a couple things. I'm really glad the games are back on Fox and not on stupid NFL Network. Okay. Uh, it is sad to see Russ go down, and neither of us are like diehard Russell. Wilson fans for any reason. Um, though uh, I am a fan of his wife, and I think Sierra is beautiful. Uh, and oh, she does second beautiful. wife, second wife, second wife. Yeah, is it his second wife? I don't yeah, know. I think he he took some heat because he like married his college sweetheart, and then. Uh, oh yeah. well, now I don't like Russ. Jeez, that's brutal. No, um, but uh, so true story. Geno Smith is now the quarterback for the Seahawks. Yes. You know Macaulay. You you've met him a couple times, I think, yeah, my friend. Good guy. He played he played football at Syracuse, and uh, they played. Uh, Syracuse had it was West like Virginia. the only yeah. yeah yeah in the in a bowl game in the pinstripe bowl. I don't know if I, I didn't know if I told you that, but he and a bunch of other guys got into a fight with Geno Smith like before the game even started because they were warming up with each other. And they obviously didn't. They played each. I think they were because they they were in the Big East at the time, or maybe they were both in the. What would they have been? I don't know. They'd played each other before, so they kind of knew each other. And yeah. 
I think it's, it, was, it could have still been Big East at the time. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and so Geno's yeah, this, yeah, it doesn't seem like that long ago, but it would have been that long ago, obviously. Yeah, we're thirty-one. So. Oh, don't remind me. <laughs> yeah, Thirty-two. Yeah. Um, but and so Geno started chirping at him. So Mac and Mac and all his guys, like they came over and they started yelling. And they got into this big brawl. You can look it up. It's so funny. It's on YouTube. And so anytime Geno Smith mentioned, he's like, "Yo." Gino's still in the league. <laughs> like I, I fought that guy. And I'm like, that's sick, dude. Yeah, he totally is still in the league. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's a good story. It's, we we should have him on and uh, talk a little of his his glory days if he yeah, wants. To. Maybe he doesn't like to talk about that. I understand. He 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 has with me. I don't know if he would on the. I think he would on the pod. I think yeah. I, I can coach him into doing that. But yeah, okay. I'm going to I'm going to. Uh, well, you'll you'll see him when we go, we'll go. Uh, We'll all go to Josh's tailgate, obviously, and your kids are going to be there and everything for the uh, for the Navy game. It sounds like it's going to be really exciting. Really, really looking forward to that. That'll oh, be great. It's going to be good. Um, I hope. I just just give me fifty degrees and sunny. I'll take it right now. If I could lock that in. Yeah, yeah, we'll take raining sideways for the USC game, mainly because we aren't going to it. And then, yeah, yeah next if, it was, if it's raining sideways for Navy, that is that is Navy's best case scenario, and I do not want that to happen. <laughs> No, that's definitely their best case scenario. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I uh, I think the Rams are really good. The Rams and the Bucks, like, and the Cowboys, are obviously kind of the class of the NFC. It seems like. I mean, there could be an argument for the Packers. I feel like everybody still got a bad taste in their mouth because of what Aaron Rodgers did over the summer, and or their monster loss to New Orleans. Which between that loss and the Steelers knocking off the Bills. I'm just gonna say, like, kind of count week one as week four of the preseason, if you will. And it's yeah. just like I was ready. gonna shock the Steelers beat the Broncos this week, uh, obviously because my bets of the week. But Big Ben is not dead, but maybe he's just on life support right now. Maybe he just needs Chase Claypool and to throw like four touchdowns to him this week. That'd be sweet, right? That's true. Yeah, yeah. Chase had a monster game. And Najee Harris looks really good at running back. That's that helps them out too. Yeah, Najee, Najee's a stud. Um, let's see. Uh, the Packers and Bengals missed like 15 field goals yes. or something like that. They they didn't even know. They thought they were making them at some point. Uh, McPherson, I think, is the the rookie rookie kicker for the Bengals. He thought he made that that one in overtime to win the game, but he it turns out he just hit the flag, and that's uh, that does not count when it's outside the upright. <laughs> I've never seen I've never seen anybody hit the flag. I've definitely never seen anybody land on the pylon like Ezekiel Elliott did. And I was like, oh, is he actually hurt? Is he like hurt, hurt? He looked hurt, hurt for a second. But uh Yeah, I thought those, they were foams, like soft foam things, but I guess maybe because they got the camera in them now they're they're a little bit harder. I have no idea. Maybe there's a metal barn in or something. I don't know. I have no clue. Um yeah, the the the, the pack got the win. That was that was one of my few wins earlier i think because i think that was still the one o'clock slate um yeah yeah. and uh i i don't know with that packers team by the way like i know people Mm -hmm. are like oh they've got it figured out they're gonna turn it around and i know people are kind of you know like it's still like oh it's the bears and maybe there's something with fields but we don't know but at the end of the day you're playing for the nfc north lead um this week um, in a monster game, in a monster division game. And I mean, I don't think the Bears will win, but crazier things have definitely happened, um, especially even like last week. So um, the speaking of something crazy, I 
I felt, yeah, we could have Mac on and he'll just cry about the Lions the whole time. It's okay. like, honestly, him talking, like, anytime I'm bitching about the Colts, he empathizes with me because he's my friend and he's a nice guy. And he's, like, nodding. And then, like, every once in a while, like, I'm like, I'm sorry. And he's like, yeah, it's okay. Because he's told me, he's like, anytime anybody's complaining about their football team, it's always in the back of my head, yeah, but you're not a Lions fan, man. Like, he is a diehard Lions fan. And yeah. it's just, it's got to be the worst. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's like, it's got to be like being a Cubs fan pre-2016, you know? Like, that's that's the only thing I can think of. Jesus. The Blackhawks just got scored on again. <laughs> Marc-Andre yeah. Fleury in goal for the Blackhawks, 3 nothing. Um yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that, the, what I mean, I guess since Barry Sanders, probably that was before he was paying attention. They've won what one playoff game in the last twenty five years? Have they won one? Joe, they haven't won a playoff game since like the eighties. I don't think. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't think they've won a play. That's insane. He's never he's never experienced his football team even winning a playoff game, <laughs> and I think brutal. they've only been to the playoffs like two or three times since he's been alive. So truly truly brutal <laughs> yeah. did, did you know that's not the longest streak uh the cincinnati Bengals have uh 30 years the lions have 29 so okay could be really? right? i don't know if it could be worse actually because the Bengals at least have made the playoffs but they've they've lost like three times in the last 10 years but yeah that's rough well yeah the Bengals made the playoffs like seven or eight straight seasons with marvin lewis and andy dalton remember but they yeah. lost every time they lose. They lost to the Texans twice, which is kind of. I think that's like all the Texans' playoff wins are against the Bengals. So thanks, thanks Bengals. That's hilarious. Um, Chargers Browns was a lot of fun. Oh, a lot of scoring, a lot of Nick Chubb and Austin Eckler. You'll be seeing them this weekend, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, are you yeah, excited for our playoffs? I guess so. Yeah, I mean, credit to you. We're, we're like forty points sh- shy of being the high score for the week, so that's that's pretty good. That was so annoying. I could not believe that. I was like talking crap on our thread the whole time about like, oh, I'm about to put up like 180 points, guys. Have you guys ever seen anything like this? And then Luke Stoffelbach has, who did he have? He had Jonathan Taylor and Mark Andrews going. Yeah. Monday. And Andrews had done nothing. It was his, like his first. touchdown catch of the season and then he had like another one and then a hundred more yards and it just kept coming it was crazy yeah i think they combined for like 70 points (laughs) legitimately yeah Yeah. so that was fun um yeah especially especially since it was in a game that i had a lot of interest in but uh no that was that was a fascinating game herbert's so real like Mm -hmm. i like good lord everybody that passed up on this guy you know i had a you can ask Spencer, my brother, okay. this. I had a handwritten letter to the Colts GM that we should trade up for Justin Herbert, and Spencer talked me out of it. I know. I, like, think, nah, I think you've mentioned this in a past podcast. Yeah. Herbert, he was like, nah, Herbert stinks. And I was like, you know, it's my fault. I should have just, you know, been like, you're my little brother. You don't know what you're talking about. But, you know, I, I trusted him. And I, I was like, yeah, you're right. Herbert stinks. Herbert's incredible. He's oh, like man. absolutely incredible. He's everything you want in a modern day. NFL pocket passing quarterback. Um, and I don't, you know, I know, I think Jimmy Johnson was like, I would take him over Mahomes, like in a, like where you get to pick any player and like the first, mm. overall pick. I was like, I don't know. I don't know about that yet, but um, 
the the trajectory is very high for him right now. Right, and the uh, Browns have a good defense. Like the no one's, I don't think anyone else is going to score forty seven points on those guys. That was impressive. No, I love the Browns this weekend. I, I forget who they're playing, but I I just saw. I remember seeing the line and thinking Browns. When I'm mentally circling the Browns to do something with. They're mm-hmm. yeah, they're playing the Cardinals. Yeah, at home, yeah. three point favorite. So basically, they're saying Cardinals Browns are even and. Maybe that's fair if Kyler's healthy. If Kyler is healthy. Sorry about that. Some technical difficulties there. Uh, we were just talking about the Browns against the Cardinals this week. And uh, Joe, some of your thoughts on Kyler Murray, I believe. Yeah. I mean, credit to the the Cardinals for gutting out that win against the 49ers 17-10 last week. But we kind of saw it a little bit last year when Kyler got hurt. Second half of the season, they really trailed off. Uh, they're only going to score 17 points against the Browns. I, I don't think they're going to win that game. So, yeah, I kind of like your inclination there to, to take the Browns at home. Uh, I think that place will be rocking, and I think uh, Kyler is going to get hit by Miles Garrett, Davion Clowney, JOK, some nasty guys on that defense to, to really bother to injure Kyler. Yeah, I don't know if I would lay the three points necessarily, but okay. um, money line it. Might, might be a way. Yeah, I think if you money line it, and I don't know. I'll have to see what the over-under is. But what I what I do is like I would just like drop down the over under to like, you know, you could do a same game parlay or something goofy with like probably over like 40 points or even less than that. And then you just hit that with the money line and it'll be like plus some plus money, you know, but I I don't know what the over under is. The over under might be low for some reason. Yeah. I mean, I think with an injured Kyler and the Browns defense being pretty good, there's a chance it could be low. Yeah, so maybe 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 make a high and do the under if that's the case. But you know, something like that, um, you can usually you can usually do. I've had success with that in the past, but I've also you know obviously just you've had failures made, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> make it myself with a Ravens bet. I don't even want. I won money on the night. Jonathan Taylor, big night for him. Um, but I had I thought I I got too clever for myself. I did like Ravens minus two and a half, Lamar over forty yards rushing. And like under like fifty five points or something stupid like that. Oh, 56. Oh, this will be like a twenty. This will be like a twenty to seventeen game for sure. And uh, it was not. It was not that. So it was almost <laughs> a twenty five to nine game. But yeah, <laughs> indeed it was. Yeah, lots of devastation. Uh, yeah, the Sunday we haven't touched on the Sunday nighter though. Um, Bills Chiefs. Chiefs looked completely outclassed uh they were dropping balls Tyreek was dropping balls Mahomes was making bad throws and then as we expected we didn't expect that but we expected the Bills to just run through the Chiefs defense and they did that to the tune of 38 points even with a weather delay which you thought may have messed up their rhythm it did not uh and that game was was never close no I mean the Chiefs have real concerns man they they should I I believe in Super Bowl hangovers in the sense of the losing team. If you lose in the championship game, I think you're screwed the next year. I think that you kind of, you're mad and you fit in the back of your mind. You're like, we're going to go right back, but you don't remember how hard it was to climb that hill. And you have to, it's not like people are like, Oh, we feel bad for you. You lost it last year. We'll let you in. It's like, no, everybody hates you. And they're like, we, we want to beat you since you beat us last year in your conference or division or whatever it is. Um, I'm not ready to bury the Chiefs, obviously. Like, that would be ridiculous. Um, But I, 
their defense is so bad right now. And I just don't know how you get better. They're going to have to outscore everybody. They're still going to end up as a playoff team with like at least their floor has to be 10 or 11 wins, right? Like that, that has to be the worst case scenario. Patrick Mahomes gets banged up for like two or three games or something like that. And they, they go 11 and six or 10 and seven, God forbid. And like, maybe even miss the playoffs at that point. But like, this is still going to be a team that is, I think more likely to be in the AFC championship game, probably on the road now, you know, though, that's, that's kind of the thing. I think you put yourself in a hole this early in the season. Um, It's going to be tough to climb out of that and get yourself home field advantage when you're looking up at, uh, you know, a lot of teams now, even, you know, record-wise, you've got the tiebreaker up against the Browns, but I think the Browns have one more win than them. And Yeah, yeah and they lost to the Ravens. They lost to the Bills. They've already dropped one of the Chargers. So it's, yeah, they're 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 going to be playing on the road, um, which we've seen, right? The Bucks did it last year. They, they won three games on the, the road to make the, the Super Bowl at home, which was kind of a nice break for them. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to count Mahomes, Kelsey, Hill out just yet. No, I think it would be idiotic to do that. Um, they still have, you know, they'll be, they were talking about trading for Marlon Mack, actually, uh, the Colts running, Colts third string running back that okay. I love. I think Mack's a stud. Like he's had a couple thousand yard rushing seasons for Indianapolis and uh, he's just, we drafted Jonathan Taylor and Jonathan Taylor's really, really good at football. So um, it's, yeah, that's just one of the <laughs> one of those things with running backs, I think. Um, oh, I did want to just just touch back on a uh, Cowboys Giants and just say I felt I actually feel bad okay. for Daniel Jones because I thought he stunk and I did not think he had a chance of ever being a good quarterback and he was showing a lot of signs of being a good quarterback and then he's hurt now he got concussed you hate to see that you hate to see where you know you're I almost I'd almost rather see them just just lay on the ground and then kind of carry it off the field like that you know it's yeah. worse when they stand up, they're trying to walk back. You're like, oh, does he know where he is? And then they do the stumble thing. And then, of course, the whole defense of the other team is just pointing at you like they care. They're like, no, oh, 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 look at him. He's, 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 he's concussed. He's knocked out. He's get him out of here, you know? Um, I don't know if you saw that. I saw that live. It's always like, that's kind of the worst and the funniest part. Hey, about you know, he should take that as a compliment, right? Like the, the Cowboys want him to leave the game. So that's, it uh, means you're doing okay. Yeah, no, indeed. And Barkley, Barkley's ankle looked like about I, I my ankle's been about that size a couple times. And, and yeah, and then and Galladay goes out too, so I mean, they kind of lost maybe their three top guys. From skill yeah, position. offensively, offensively, definitely. But Kadarius um, Tony came in, and other than like accidentally headbutting his coach and then punching someone, he looked pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Other than yeah, other than he's kind of a nutcase, he looks really good. He's really talented at football, kind of what we thought. Right? Yeah, well, you know, the the, Chi- the Giants don't have any history of nutcases at receivers, so they'll be all right. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Plax. Yeah. <laughs> club. Um, other than that, I don't really have much else on the NFL. I think I cried about the Colts enough. Um, yeah, I think we touched on everything. Uh, yeah, there's, I mean, there's. Yeah, there's some good games coming up this weekend, right? Chargers, Ravens should be a lot of fun. Cardinals, Browns, even Cowboys, Pats is kind of fun. So Bills, Titans. I like that. I, I feel like there's enough parity, enough good teams right now that we're going to get three or four good matchups every week. Yeah. Oh, definitely for sure. I love the boy. I love the boys against the Pats. I think they're just going to smoke them. Yeah, I almost put that on there. It's what like minus three, and yeah, 
I mean, it doesn't feel like enough. It's close enough that, I mean, if it's like, you know, they say it's like three, three and a half for the home team if you think it's even. Yeah. But like to me, I'm like, you should stretch that still. It's like, even if it's only four, four and a half, that means that like you think on a neutral t- field, this team is only one point better than the other team. I'm like, I think the Cowboys on a neutral field are still like a touchdown better than the Patriots. Well, but the, the game's in Foxborough. So the, the no. Cowboys, the Cowboys are three point favorite. So the, yeah, they do think like the Cowboys are like six points better on neutral field, but yeah, still, yeah. still. I, I'm, I just think, I just think they're going to kill him. I just don't yeah. think that's certain. I don't think, you know, like I, I it, at some point, like the Pats are going to have to like, be like letting Mac Jones, like, go loose and throw the ball down the field and everything like that. And I think this could be the game. And uh, I think all these rookie quarterbacks are kind of getting exposed, obviously, but you know, welcome to reality Patriots fan. <laughs> like, I guess, like I've, I've been saying, I'm like, Hey, like the likelihood of you guys going from Tom Brady to the second coming of Tom Brady was zero. Let's be realistic. It was 0%. We're not going to go from, you know, having the greatest quarterback of all time to having like, he looks like he could be, basically a miniature version of the greatest quarterback of all time. It doesn't work like that. You know? <laughs> so, um, yeah. See Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck. It doesn't work out for anybody. So um, do you want to touch on your Astros and just gush about them? Oh, how- you know, I, uh, I, I'm have not been watching all the games, but it, it was nice to see a gentleman sweep of the white Sox. right? They thought it was going to go to five. after The white Sox killed him in game three, but they just come out, bat swing take them down 10-1 game four onto the Red Sox a little bit of surprise there right the the Rays were supposed to to be the best team in the AL and now the Astros have home field advantage in the ALCS against a hated team from a hated city starts Friday night and I'm excited I'll, I'll be watching more closely for that round I'll be kind of I will be kind of rooting for the Astros for you just because it's hilarious um, to right, watch they, they totally they got totally grudened actually i mean they got caught cheating and then it comes out everybody like these three other teams were cheating as well so i mean come on come on i don't think they <laughs> are now uh maybe not grudened. maybe it's the wrong term but we'll talk about that in a little bit yeah i uh but they still got the core which makes me happy right the core from the world series team most of it's intact with altuve and bregman and guriel um so yeah i'm i'm excited to see those guys in the postseason again it's it, the, the playoffs have been fun man they got a monster uh giants dodgers game coming up tomorrow too so um yeah man I, the playoffs are the best time to watch baseball obviously you know as much fun as uh much fun as going to a baseball game is it's tough to tough to commit you know three or four hours to watch it on it on tv i would say and just like keep up with the team especially when you're a cubs fan and they stink so um that's fair. Yeah, I uh, what 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 game did I the? Oh, it was the uh, the playing game, the Dodgers playing game. Oh, I that watched that too. That was incredible against the Cardinals. Yeah. As much as like, I get it. Like it stinks. I'm sure it stinks to win like 108 games like the Dodgers did and have to play the stupid one off. And I'm sure it stinks to be the Cardinals and win 17 straight. But it's like you know what? I don't know what to tell you. Like this is super entertaining. Like everybody <laughs> wanted to watch this game. Like this was awesome musty yeah. television so yeah that was that that's great like i get it like like the the get off your line guys are gonna be like this is ridiculous and i'm like yeah it is ridiculous but you know what when your division sports, sports isn't healthy. sports isn't real sports is entertainment it's just it's just the best form of reality television that's why we love it so 
like sorry like it's super this is super entertaining and awesome and, and i think baseball like realizes that and i don't think it's going anywhere <laughs> so yeah and we get it we get an awesome game five between two you know 105 plus win teams tomorrow night in uh dodgers giants so i'll i'll be keeping tabs on that one for sure yeah no it's exciting um yeah um social media story of the week we kind of we kind of touched on it before but uh you know <laughs> yes. south bend native south bend native john gruden is out of job uh, after a bunch of emails come out, so can we can we call it Gruden Gate? I haven't heard anybody say that yet, so I'm gonna I'm gonna coin Gruden Gate. Trademark I mean, it. Okay, good. I, mean, I think maybe I, I it's like it. people view it as too sensitive of a subject to, to put a gate on the end of it, but I don't. I mean, I am not surprised by any of this. I did not think John Gruden was, um, you know, not someone who would would curse or use a slur that was not really considered a slur 20 years ago now that he's 60 years old or not have the the highest opinion of women in like non-traditional roles because again he's 60 years old like these are just it's it goes back to the trump thing with his guy talk and it's and some of it's bad some of it's very reprehensible but at the same time it's probably in the the middle of the pack for nfl guys players and coaches in terms of what they say in private messages like I'm not surprised he got caught. That's fine, but there is so much more. And what what's the count? What's the count on unreleased emails right now, Nate? How many do we have? Five hundred thousand. So it, it's six hundred and fifty thousand emails okay. as okay. of today, Mr. Timlin. And that's that's what I would say. I hope everybody that is is screaming at him in the NFL and that is just acting like you know they're a bunch of Jesuit priests. Basically, I hope yeah. I hope that none of their emails come to light. You know, that would be that would be really awful for them if it came to light that they all were talking like this about people because it's email. It's a private conversation. It's everybody's worst case scenario where something that you thought was never going to see the light of day, the conversation between friends. Yeah. Sees everybody sees it and everybody kind of, you know, sees sees you when, you know, you've got the mask off, basically. And for public figures like that, it can be devastating, obviously. We kind of touched on it in the uh, in the pre-pod, how as much fun as this podcast is, and we enjoy doing it. I don't, none of it, neither of us are chasing fame necessarily, or, or would I wouldn't want that. Speak for yourself. Terrible. I have too many skeletons in my closet. Come on, <laughs> man, are you kidding me? They're gonna so fast, so quickly, I will be canceled. It's ridiculous. We'll over under like a year and a half of fame, and I would hard take the under there. So yeah, um, yeah, I I just like it, he's an idiot, I guess for like putting these in emails like in through company form and like yeah he's like you know he's gonna get fired for that like that's how that works today he he will be fired like he should be fired like according to the rules of like the game basically but it's 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 insane to me that he's basically going to be crucified for this and there's six hundred and fifty thousand others of them like what's in the other emails guys why are these the only ones that have been leaked right now and was this all related to the the Washington football team investigation? Is that right? Yes. Okay. okay. They've been investigating. So on July 3rd, they released that they were basically concluded with their investigation. They'd looked over all these emails and everything like that. And it was one of the best July 3rd, Friday, I think it was Friday, July 3rd news dumps ever. Because by the end of July 4th weekend, something else had happened and nobody cared about the Washington football team sexual harassment scandal and everything like that 
So then fast forward to now and somebody leaks a couple John Gruden emails to Bruce Smith, I believe the former Washington football team president okay. uh, when, when Chucky wasn't even employed by the, by the Raiders, he was a he then was, employee at ESPN. ESPN. Yeah. Monday night football. Yep. Yep. So I almost wonder if somebody got a hold of the ESPN email somehow wouldn't surprise me. It seems like they don't really run a tight ship over there, mm-hmm. but, um, and he, and so then these are what the emails are. And it's weird too, because the one got leaked, the one about him, him saying what he said about Demora Smith. Yeah. And then a couple days later, the other ones get leaked, you know, after it seems like he might've weathered the storm and might actually be okay from all this, the other emails, the other emails go public. So it's like, it was, it was almost like somebody was like, we're going to get John Gruden out of here. Okay. So you think if if they come all at once, he may be able to, to weather that it was a tactical. It was very tactical. I think, I, I mean, I think, and I, apparently it's common knowledge, according to a bunch of pro football talk people that Gruden is not liked by the off by the home office of the NFL. And he is very, very much an outsider in a lot of cases there. And um, also this was, this was the most important part that nobody talked about that. I didn't know. Demore Smith was up for reelection essentially as the head of the NFL players association, like last week. And so this, this broke or was going or broke from the wall street journal, I believe two days before the vote happens. And then Demore Smith gets all this public sympathy, all this yes. public momentum, and he gets he wins the vote in a landslide. <laughs> awesome. So it almost feels like I'm just you know conspiracy theory Nate here. Mm-hmm. They just did the NFL think we're just going to kill two birds with one stone. We're going to get Demore because they like Demore Smith. Demore Smith has not allowed a lockout to happen, and they have got stuff done deals that are friendly for the NFL. There's some blowback now, and some players that are speaking out and being like. This dude's basically not on our side. He's right. just trying to be buddy buddy and progress his career with the NFL and everything like that. And um, hmm. yeah, I don't know. And and we don't like Chucky, so we'll just we'll we'll get we'll get this will this will clearly get what they actually wanted was Demora Smith to get reelected, and so they 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 got that. But then the bonus was oh John Gruden gets fired. Well, I don't think what they counted on was everybody. Now it's it's like they they called attention to themselves and this giant spotlight goes back to this Washington football team investigation that they never released a report on. <laughs> so there are literally hundreds of pages of reports on deflate gate and spy gate. I hate the Patriots. Yes. We don't need hundreds of public pages of reports on this shit. It's ridiculous that the NFL did this and then released it to the public is to be like, look how serious we are about this. There are zero pages of reports on the findings of the Washington football team sexual misconduct investigation. Like, what are, were they thinking? I think this was a botched job by them. I think mm-hmm. that they thought that they could get away with this and that everybody would be so mad at John Gruden, which everybody is, and that that would be what the story was. Well, it's still the, it is the story, but the story is also like what has been said in these other emails. If this is something that's been said, because I believe they published the email and it's not like Bruce Smith is like, John, you can't say that. No. It's not like anybody's like, Hey man, that's not okay. I'm going to report you to HR. They just <laughs> run with it. So this, this language, this discriminatory, racist, homophobic, whatever language that he's using, these slurs and stuff like that doesn't feel like it's, 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 I'm not saying it's commonplace, but I don't know how rare it is either. So that's my spin on this whole thing. I just think they screwed up 
badly. And I don't know how much public pressure is going to build for these emails to be released, but God forbid they do like heads will roll. If you think John Gruden's the only one that was saying stuff like that, you're an idiot, frankly, like this is a boys club and they all thought that they were safe in this little boys club bubble. And now it turns out they might not be. So there's, you know, there's reports that there's a lot of people that are really, really nervous around the Washington football team because they know, they know that if they get tagged in this thing, they're done. You know, they're basically going to be, you know, crucified for, for anything yeah. that they said and what they, at the time they thought was a private conversation. So, so the, the big winner, it's gotta be urban Meyer. He's like, yeah, all I did was, you know, get friendly with the girl at my restaurant and no emails on me. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe, maybe urban. That's, that's a, that's a great, he was great involved. Man. Urban Meyer leaks the email. <laughs> Oh, uh, only on the fun. sports leads. That's a yeah, fun yeah. social media story. Yeah. 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 Do you have anything to add on that or any other thoughts? I mean, like, I feel like we touched on it already a little bit. No, but... you have it covered. I just uh, also sad, sad that Sage Steel can't, can't speak her mind uh, for a yeah. company that, that claims to be tolerant of all viewpoints, but unless they're not expressed in a way that we like, which is code for we're not tolerant of all viewpoints, I guess. So. Yeah, you, you would think a, a black woman has, you know, latitude to speak on issues of, of race and gender, but apparently not. Apparently, you cannot do that if you don't agree with the main line. So, the company line—it's the yeah. company line. You have to pound the company line, but they definitely encourage diversity and freedom of thought. So, yeah, as, as long as you're calling like Trump a neo-Nazi, you're doing a good job. But you said, you it's know. Like, Saying that that Obama should maybe identify more with his his white mom and grandma who raised him that's that's awful. Don't say that. Don't say that. It's scary, man. It's like scary shit out there right now. Like if you are a famous person or like definitely a media personality and you don't like bang the drum that they when they demand you to bang it and yeah. like when asked if you bang the drum on time if you don't immediately bang the drum on time you will be canceled. You will potentially lose your job and lose your livelihood and have to go to, you know, Fox news or one of these other, like, you know, basically right wing websites. And then you just get labeled as a psycho or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's like, yeah, but they were the only ones that would actually employ me. So I don't know, man, like, like I said, it's, you know, I love the podcast. I love doing this with you, not doing it for fame. I would get canceled way too fast because yeah I, I i like to think that you know we're pretty it's pretty free ranging you know free talking thing we do here we're, we're old friends and yeah i'm sure that that wouldn't necessarily be accepted in a lot of uh walks of social media especially so yeah Agreed. with that with that is it time it's time you, you know what's accepted everywhere nate these days is sports betting so one thing we all can agree on and unite over hopefully we can get it all all legalized here in Kansas. So we have some, some real websites and incentives to take advantage of. But anyways, um, yeah, let's start off. It was a rough week last week. Obviously we had a bad beat. Um, and then just a couple of bad picks. That's on me. That's on me. We'll recover though. So let's start out with your guy call call his team, uh, Syracuse plus 14 at home against Clemson. 
I'm not sure if Clemson can score 14 points in this game. So if you're giving me two touchdowns at home in a weird carrier dome place to play against a reeling Clemson team, I'll take it. Take those points. Yeah, I think I think I think you just take the points. I agree. Until it's proven touchdowns. otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What like I what mean, is Clemson's record against the spread? I think it's 0-5. I don't think they've covered a single game this year. Clemson has the same odds as Notre Dame to win the national championship still. They're both at 100 to 1. Saw that? A little offended. Okay. Honestly. I wouldn't take offended. either of those, but yes, I am offended. I'm offended. <laughs> so we'll see. You know, maybe DJU comes out and, and, and balls out, but we haven't seen that since 2020, so I am not holding my breath. We went to Q's like four or five times last year. I was waiting for the Q's poll from you. you oh, know? yeah. I well, I, you tried to pick against them in Liberty. I said, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they, they've been they've been, they've been been kind of pesky this year. They almost pulled it off against Wake Forest last week, actually, who's undefeated as well. Um, okay, next game. Um, they burned me last week. It was a tough, emotional game. Red River shootout against Oklahoma. Now they're hosting Oklahoma State. And Texas five-point favorites. I like Oklahoma State here. Going on the road, actually undefeated, off of a bye, plus five at Texas. I think they can keep this close. I think they can win this. Texas is going to be definitely in a letdown situation. Oklahoma State's not a terrible team. Um, Yeah, I think this should probably be more like plus two and a half, plus three maybe. So there's some value there, and I think the Cowboys can win this one outright. Give me the Cowboys plus five at Texas. All right, I like it. They're, I mean, they're, they're really good, right? Oklahoma State, like they're like kind of one of the last hopes of the Big Twelve now. Um, well, I guess Oklahoma still technically is. Yeah, that that is shock. Every time, like Oklahoma's lost a game, right? Nope, nope. They've just won like four one score games. So, yeah, it's bizarre. No, I like I like this one. I like the points they're staring at. I am a little scared because okay. it does seem it does seem like it's just. You know, it's it's too nice. It's like, oh, Oklahoma's undefeated. Oklahoma State's undefeated, and you're giving me five points. That's thanks for that, Vegas. I don't know. I always I get ner- I I'm a little nervous about it, but I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna keep backing it. We're gonna take okay. the point. We're going, Joe. Okay. We're rolling with these, yeah. these bad. Yeah, Oklahoma State's skated by in some games. I'll acknowledge that, but um, Texas also got killed by Arkansas. And they're coming off an emotional defeat. So I, I think it's like, yeah, you know, and, and Texas is not. It's going to be an 11 o'clock kick. Austin is not known as a very hostile crowd. It's kind of like going to a Notre Dame game, right? It's like yeah, the crowd's not really in it. It's more of a kind of a white-collar crowd who's, who's not super noisy. So that's where I'm at with that one. Um, last one. Let's go to the NFL. I love the Chiefs in a bounce-back spot. Going to play the football team in Washington under a touchdown. Mm, don't do that to me. Chiefs minus six and a half at the football team. The football team's defense has been terrible. We thought they were great last year. They're not. Uh, they've regressed. Heineke, he's been he's been a little bit he's been a little okay. Clorin, Gibson, they got some guys, but I think the Chiefs are in kind of a must win situation. I think they could win this game by by ten plus points. Yeah, I like it. I like I like throwing the Chiefs into a parlay. Um, I like, yeah, I like I like maybe like put their money line with like the like tease the the over under all the way down. That's one I love. I was thinking about doing that honestly. Okay. 
Um, but yeah, no, they should smoke the Washington football team. Like this is a total bounce back game candidate. They did it a couple weeks ago against the Eagles. Um, they covered that spread. I won money on that. Mm. I love the Chiefs in, in a bounce back. They're going to be mad. They want to show everybody like, hey, look, we can beat up on these crappy teams. Like this is this is this is a game. This is one of those games where you start every Chiefs player and you feel good about it. I would say. Yep. And then Nate's bet of the week is um, the Cowboys minus three at the Patriots. So I, I like that one too. So I think I think yeah. we should give you credit for that. See if you can go one and zero on Nate's bets of the week. There we go. Yeah, yeah. I like the Browns too. Browns minus three. I think that's a that's a nice one. Hey, don't uh, get we'll carried see. away. Don't 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 try to take over the segment, Nate. Come on. <laughs> we said we might start giving five, so there's five for you right there. Uh, okay. Well, at least I have a majority. I can still. Oh, you definitely still pass this infrastructure bill. Okay. <laughs> um, but we're not a political podcast at all. No. Never. Keep it. Keep, keep it. it keep it to the the plebeian stuff. You know. Um. Yeah. Very no, this was great. This was a great pod with the break in the middle. I'm sorry about that, Joe. Uh, it's going to be a long one, I feel like, but no, that's it's okay. fine. Go, go, grab a beer while you're listening. You know, treat another patient. Go open another spreadsheet. Whatever you're doing at your job while you're listening to this podcast, just know that it's a long one. You'll have time to to really enjoy it. Um, but do you have anything else, Nate? Nah, that was everything for sure, brother. Awesome. Well, that was episode 47. We are going to go strong next week on to 48. Enjoy the football this weekend. Enjoy the fall weather, and we will see you next week.